Yan Arusavadam, Ukrit Yamana, Bhagavad Bhakti Yogena Dridham, Klidya Manantar, Vidaya, Outkantya, Vivasa, Milita, Rochana Yoga Lakutamala Viga Litama, Viga Litamala, Bashpa, Kalaya, Vivya Vivyajya Mana, Roma Pulaka Kulako, Dunati, Parama, Darena, Sirashar, Divarti. <laughs> the ecstatic symptoms being expressed here, you could understand the Sanskrit. Roma Pulaka Kulaka, symptom of ecstasy in the body. and a securing devotional service. Are you taking? Audio? No. What is that? Oh, that for the, for the pictures, Guru Maharaj. I just brought it to you. You don't have audio taking? No. I don't have the microphone. I don't have a microphone. Actually, it could be done.
How many were here yesterday for the class? I'm not yesterday says how left foot entered the universe shell, pierced a hole in the covering, and the pure water of the causal ocean entered the universe as the Ganges River, washing the lotus feet of the Lord, which are covered with reddish powder. That's why the Ganges are a little brownish reddish. The water of the Ganges acquired a very beautiful pink color. Every living being can immediately purify his mind of material contamination by touching the transcendental water of the Ganges. May this water remain ever pure. Because the Ganges... directly touches the lotus feet of the Lord before descending within this universe. She is known as Vishnu Padi. Later she receives other names like Janavi and Bhagirati. After one thousand millenniums, the water of the Ganges descended on Dhruvaloka. It's a big distance from the edge of the universe to Dhruvaloka. thousand millenniums. Then from Dhruva Loka, therefore the all learned sages describe Dhruva Loka to be Vishnu Pada, situated in Lord's, Vishnu, Lord Vishnu Lotus feet. And here, when it's there, then Dhruva, he's in ecstasy bathing. <coughs> safari where we go camping out on boats attending with I wish I'm letting him help translate Tears coming in his eyes, 
hair standing on end, eruptions in his body. <clears throat> so he is a very ecstatic devotee. When we're at the Ganges, I don't know. It's something very special to the last time we went from uh, Mayapur to Sagar Island, which is where the Ganges meets the ocean, and she goes down into the lower planetary system. She actually doesn't mix with the ocean. The external water appears to mix, but this sacred flow goes down to another dimension. You don't see the Ganges coming, but the Ganges comes and a higher dimension enters into this plane and the Himalayas and comes down. This year we went to where the began, this last year, 2005 safari, we went to where the Ganges is officially called the Ganges on this planet which is the confluence of the Alakananda and the Bhairati at the Deva Prayag. You weren't there for this year. That was amazing. But I was so scared because there was a huge flow of water coming down from the... It was very, very fast. And we had 150 devotees. I don't want to lose anyone. They said, they go down the stream, that's it. And I was like... <laughs> Lucia Bhagavata, Bhagavata Rita's sister, she was so ecstatic, she went in nine times. She's coming, she can go in, it's so cold, you can't stay in more than a few seconds. And she'd come out and she'd feel like separation from the Ganges, go back and ask, how many times you went? Nine times. <laughs> Lights because they like to see in the moonlight and just 
something very special. But here we were at the Ganges and we went to the Ganges ashram. So I said, okay, let's camp here. And we just pulled over there. And that turned out to be also the closest route to uh, Krishna Das Kavirata birthplace, which was six, seven kilometers in there. Yeah, in tractors. <laughs> we went on the back of a tractor on some trailer and the bodies were bouncing on the third special this year we just every year I go to the to Mayapur for the uh, Bhishma Panchak that's a, a festival we just had it now from the last Purnima to the last Ikarasi to the Purnima and every day you go to the Ganges and take a bath and you perform Tarpana which is a special ceremony offering Ganges water to Bhishma Day who's the son of the Ganges. So he do this uh, prayers to the Ganga, prayers to Vishwami, five days, fasting of fruits and roots, worshipping Radha and Krishna, offering lamps in the evening. Other things you do anyway for month of Dhamma, but one of the highlights is we get hundreds of devotees all going down, ladies on one god, men on the other, and performing our tarpana. Our prayers to Vishnu, then it's Vishnu Pancha. <coughs> and uh, you have to reverse your Brahman thread to the other side, put water in your hand, offer the tap of the mantra, and pour the water to the right one. It says that uh, Vishnu Dev, he was a lifelong Brahmachari, so he's, uh, he doesn't have Aputraya, he has no son. So because, but he was living like a Grihastha king, he was still a warrior, and he was a grandfather. And he didn't take the renounced order, but he had no son. So usually when you're a Grihasta, your son or daughter, you want them to perform the srat for you. The ceremonies that tarpan the srat after you died, to give you spiritual boosts. Maybe you're facing some difficulties in your life now because your previous children are not sending you any boost. 
Packets. <laughs> You're just going it alone in this lifetime. But <laughs> so the Vedic system is that you get help from the previous and your descendants. So one of the help they can do is if they offer you Ganges water, that's like a real big spiritual boost. So that's called Tarpana, offering Ganges water to the forefathers. If they're in the heavenly planets, it may extend their stay there. I don't know how many years, but long time. Or if they're in some hellish condition, it may save them from that. You know, suddenly they're on the operating table, the doctor says, no hope, this is a goner, you know. And, wow, what happened? <laughs> So Krishna takes care of his devotees. Okay, you sacrificed, you didn't have any children, you might think, well, now I was a grihasta without kids, who's going to perform my tarpana? But Krishna arranged, okay, you surrender to me, so I got thousands of people offering. <laughs> you don't reach my. Uh, Next to the Ganges, they rarely bathe every day. 
they take it for granted. There's people that come from far away, they go, oh, they can't Jesus take a bath, and they go, and they... But people that live there, you know, I can bathe anytime, so they don't bathe. It's like with Bishopa, we had to bathe every day, so there was like a fire reason. But otherwise, it's not like every day bathe. Oh, it's, especially it's cold now. <laughs> but we all did I had some disciples that bring me up buckets, pots of Ganges water, so when I, in the morning, right before I had my life to it. Pour a cold bucket of Ganges water on my head. talking about symptoms of Mahabhagavata. Our Lord Chaitanya showed these ecstatic symptoms. And Chaitanya Charamita describes when Lord Chaitanya was doing the, the uh, Rathayatra, he would dance before Jagannath. Sometimes he would uh, he'd feign and Nityananda Prabhu would gag, grab him, catch him. Sometimes uh, There's an ecstasy Lord Chaitanya has called Mahabhava. Mahabhava. Is, uh, Bhava is ecstasy, and Mahabhava is like super ecstasy. Only Radharani and Lord Chaitanya. And uh, who else? Madhavan In this world, we're the only ones who show this Mahabhava. We can't, these are things you can't imitate. Like sometimes Lord Chaitanya's limbs will become disjointed. You jump into the game, into the ocean, thinking it was the Jamuna. Jamuna is uh, blue darkish color. Sometimes she's called Kalindi because she's dark color. And Ganges is pink color. So at the confluence of the Jamuna and the, Gan and the Ganges, you know where that is? <laughs> 
considered the most special bathing place. Confluence. So you see the Ganges coming pink, and the Chamuna coming blue, and the two mixing. It was like that also at Devaka. Alakananda was very light blue, and the Rakirati was uh, pinky. went back to shore and he's a crying and all the devotees are looking for Lord Chaitanya so Sudhamana saw this fisherman crying and chanting and he said what happened? Is it touched a ghost and he's taken and possessed me Hare Krishna Hare Krishna so no one if a ghost possessed you you wouldn't be chanting Hare Krishna so I know how to exercise people from ghosts stand up you look at I order the ghost to leave you. Pow, pow, pow. <laughs> we have three slaps. So. Okay, go away now. Ghost is gone. So tell me, what happened? And then he said how there was this big thing, you know, and his man, he touched it and it entered his body and he fell down his symptom. He's still standing high, Chris is around. I think that was Lord Chaitanya. No, I see Lord Chaitanya is beautiful. It was horrible. So where is it? It's over there in the net. So the untangled Lord Chaitanya from the net is all like elongated. He turned pale being in the water for so long. They put a cloth down on the sand, put his body, then they start chanting kirtan. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Half in, half out. And he was telling them, like, now I, 
I'm seeing Radha and Krishna in the, in the gardens of Vrindavan and I'm gathering flowers for them and there's so many gopis there and they're all serving and, and he's sharing whatever he's seeing with them and then then finally if he goes from this kind of half in, half out and comes into the external consciousness, where are you? What are you doing here? So this kind of sort of spiritual madness in love of Krishna described as Mahabhav. Sisko Swami is also sometimes showed some pretty intense ecstasy for Lord Krishna dancing and running in Vrindavan, Hey Krishna, Hey Radha, where are you? But only Lord Chaitanya got to this total unique level. Sometimes, even though one may not be yet on the level of Baba, but just because of some special association or special mercy of what Chaitanya, one may feel a little ecstatic symptom. Maybe tears come in the eyes, or maybe the hair stand on end, or maybe the voice chokes up, or they start to laugh. Sometimes it's like what's called is just a sneak preview, like a little glimpse of some ecstatic symptoms. When the things happen and it's like a completely beyond the control of the mind, it just happens automatically. It shouldn't be something staged or forced. It should be something that just kind of erupts on its own, arises in one's consciousness. <clears throat> then that's, that's considered uh, to be very auspicious and uh, a natural ecstatic symptom. In the Bhava states, these are more like, this describes just like in the ocean where you see the waves where there's a big swells and waves, so it's, it's, it's superficially visible. But it may not be so deep. The next level, which is prema, which is pure love, is like a tsunami. It may not show, or may show, externally, but the depth is so deep, it goes like right to the core of the heart. So someone may not be able to recognize the person who is in prema. Because uh, 
It's not just the external symptoms, but it's really profound, affecting the life errors and everything. So St. Dhruva Maharaj, he was like this in this constant state of ecstatic uh, symptoms. And like that, so many of Lord Chaitanya's uh, devotees, they were in this state of uh, spiritual ecstasy. People want to be happy in the material world, but what Chaitanya showed that, like in America, the part of the Constitution of the United States is pursuit of happiness. He showed a level of happiness which is off the charts. I mean, it's just like, and all his uh, followers. They also experience different levels of these ecstatic symptoms. When, so that's the devotees are always anxious. Everybody's anxious to be happy. His uh, purest, pious spiritual happiness, which is all-encompassing and, uh, and incomparable. The Buddha gave attracted people with his beauty and his peacefulness. So Lord Chaitanya attracts people with his ecstasy. His beauty, his ecstasy. Also peaceful. practice their devotional service. You know, we have to deal all the time with our mind. Someone may experience a little flash of some spiritual bliss and ecstasy. Then the mind really gets proud. Oh, look here. You must be a Mahabhagwan or something. <laughs> you, you just experience the bliss. He just like pops your bubble and you go and you crash down. Because you're Mind is uh, thinking all these kind of mundane, selfish things, which are egoistic. And the only time when, when you feel happiness is when you make Krishna happy. What this process of material happiness is sense gratification. You want to give some sensual stimulus to your senses, and that happiness of the senses has beginning and end creates material attachments. When it's not available, then you feel unhappy, which is not satisfying. It's like uh, people who are addicted to anything, cigarettes or whatever. When they can't have it, they're like, I need a drink, I need a smoke, I need this, I need that. And there's so much anxiety, which is it's not an ecstatic symptom. I saw some guy going through withdrawal from heroin in Malaysia. I was visiting the hospital for a checkup. And they brought this guy in a stretch and he's screaming and writhing in pain. I said, What's that? Oh, he's a drug addict. 
In Malaysia, they make them go through cold turkey. They don't give them method, methadone. They don't give them, they make them go cold turkey to withdraw the symptoms. They think it's going to teach them better now. Anyway, no comment. But uh, I never saw somebody exhibiting so much suffering. It was not ecstatic for sure, but it was really painful. And uh, where if one is attached to Krishna, even when you're feeling separation, that's also ecstatic. The people that develop an attachment to Krishna on the spiritual platform, and then when they're not feeling, they're feeling a distance from Krishna, they're also feeling the desire to be with Krishna increasing. And that's also another kind of ecstatic symptom called love and separation, Vipralamba. So the way we make Krishna happy, or when we make Krishna happy by serving Him, by serving His devotees, then when Krishna feels happy, because we're part of Krishna, we feel spiritual bliss. So what we're doing is giving to Krishna, and we're getting Krishna, the experience of Krishna feeling happy with us. And that comes into our consciousness in the very ecstatic loving feelings for Krishna. So, it's a totally different. One is just trying to get some, something for the senses, which are very limited vehicles. The other Krishna has unlimited senses, and we're serving Krishna's senses. And we're serving God, and this way we're feeling uh, loving symptoms for Him. So, Lord Chaitanya exhibited it and he showed that this is the symptom, it's described as the nectar of devotion. And devotees can awaken their symptoms also by rendering pure devotional service. I mean, the more we get involved in the sense gratification without any kind of regulation, then it kind of blasts into our feeling of ecstatic love for Krishna. The more that we are focused on purely serving Krishna, the easier it is to awaken the loving feelings for Krishna. But everything is done by more quickly, very quickly by remembering Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda. It's their mercy that this ecstatic symptoms awaken. I met a man that was, chan was chanting Hare Krishna for 26 years, but he never chanted Lord Chaitanya's names. He didn't feel any ecstasy. He asked me what to do. I told him to chant Lord Chaitanya's names. I gave him the Panchatantra Mantra. Three months later, he came running up to me, fell on my feet, and he said, What mantra you gave me? Now I chant Hare Krishna. I feel so much ecstasy. You see? Because many people, the Hare Krishna alone is very slow acting if we commit apparatus. But by chanting of the Panchatattva Mantra, the chanting of Hare Krishna works very quickly. And by Lord Chaitanya's mercy, we can feel spiritual bliss. And so I'm trying to encourage uh, 
sometimes devotees, they get initiated, they chant, they experience different levels of bliss. They get busy in the day-to-day -day life and it becomes uh, really hectic in this material world, especially with kids and work and studies, so many different things. And then it's really easy to reduce the chanting or stop chanting and then start to lose the taste for devotional service. Sometimes association with a devotee or some festival awakens our devotional enthusiasm again. But we can regularly keep chanting somehow or another. It's a big struggle I know for, for in the material world. And especially chant Panchatatra Mantra before we chant Hare Krishna. And to try to do all the services we do in a sense of surrender, that we're doing this not for my own ego or for my own but I'm doing it just to please Krishna, please my Guru, and please the previous Acharyas. So in that time, that's our sacrifice in Kali Yuga, to serve in spite of this horrible situation that's there in the material world. If we had the eagerness for Krishna, and today you can tell us, uh, Muhammad, what was the eagerness of people to These are not things you can really explain. Uh, you know, what's you're living in the Ganges, the most the, the most difficult thing to explain is when finally after ten days you're leaving the Ganges. And you really feel like so much, I don't know, you miss the Ganges so much. Maybe when you're on the Ganges, you realize and you don't realize how wonderful it is bathing and sleeping. But when you're leaving, it's like the attachment for the Ganges is it's already increased so much. And when you're leaving, you feel like, I don't want to leave the Ganges. I just want to stay with it always. Yeah? But he can tell a pastime. Oh, about the Ganges? Sure. Without some support. That day that we were going to Krishna's Kali, that was one. Uh, it was a whole pastime because you know people will say, let's stop, and you say, no, keep going, keep going. And then the boat actually got stopped, and we didn't know where we were. 
And then you say, okay, let's come here. And when we wake up in the morning, then we work in the temple of Gangadevi. <laughs> And then out of the blue, you know, some little villager came and he was one disciple of yours. <laughs> and then, you know, in less than 10, 15 minutes, we have like, you know, eight tractors, you know, that pulled 150 bodies to the temple. And we have a very sacred kirtan there, all because of you, Maharaj. And you know, I remember we had uh, those crazy cucumbers, the curved cucumbers. <laughs> Takris, and then we had, uh, they made a sweet rice for our devotees. Well, we made it, but somehow there was sweet rice. <laughs> <laughs> somehow we had sweet rice. <laughs> and, then, and then the Pujari, who was there his whole life, he recognized you. When you were there, you know, like 15 or 20 years back, he recognized you and he said, You are, you came. And then he took the, the book that, you know, he was wrapping as your piece of cloth and he said that that piece of paper of wood written was an uh, original uh, paper written by Kishansa Yagoswami. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Sounds familiar. Writing in the Ganges when you're when you're uh, chanting your japa, mm. the breeze and the Ganges. So the japa is this flow. Mm. It's very beautiful. And you see that you see in India all the roads they got all these tea stalls and tire repair shops and gas stations and you know it's, it's kind of not so beautiful. But on the Ganges it's all temples and few factories, but it's all with the coconut trees and mango trees, and it's very beautiful. The whole, the, the vision from the Ganges, even Calcutta looks good. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to believe, but... <laughs> well, I have a question. How, you know, like, when you experience sometimes this type of, you know, happiness, how do you know that it's not like a, a, you know, sentimental, you know, artificial feelings that, you know, actually they are, you know, symptoms of, of, of love for Krishna? Well, it may not be love in the highest level, but uh, it's, a, it's what the impetus is. If the impetus Bhakti yoga, bhakti has sentiments. If the sentiments are caused by Krishna, Krishna is in, in the, the stimulus of that for some reasonable reason, then uh, that's uh, considered to be uh, a devotional sentiment. You don't have to uh, doubt to somebody, oh, I, Krishna's black hair is so nice, they have a black horse that has that kind of hair, and some weird thing he wants to some attention to pet, or that kind of thing would not be, but if it's, if you just, something just about Krishna, about Krishna's devotees, about some pastime that 
creates the sentiment, and that's considered a, an auspicious sentiment. And those go deeper and deeper as you get purified. When it gets, when it's called staiba, when it's fixed emotion, like you're always in some kind of spiritual bliss. That's a perfectional state. When it just passes and goes, and it's uh, <clears throat> it's not considered as profound, but it's like it's a good symptom. It's like uh, the light before the moon, the sunrise is a little light in the horizon. You're getting some glimpses that if you keep going, then it will become visible, and you get full. What you're getting is just a drop of the ocean. It's just a little light before the sun rises. When the full sun rises, it's total ecstasy. <laughs> Premarandi, your name, Premarandi. Bliss of Prema. <laughs> What's your name? No, no, I heard it from me. Me? Archana. Archana. Archana, baby, yes. You're here now, part of the Mammoth Process of worship. So you're going to be grooming to be a pujari in the future? Thank you for watching our videos. Be sure to subscribe to our channel. We publish new videos every day. And don't forget to like and share our channel.